0: Welcome to All About Data on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jory Heckman. Thanks for joining me this week on All About Data, a conversation with chief data officers and the people who are making data work better in government. On today's episode, using data to mitigate the impact of wildfires. Here to talk about it is Rochelle Peterson, the chief data officer for Wildland Fire. Rochelle, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be
0: here. And there's a lot to get into here. A really interesting use case, I think, about how agencies can, one, work together, and two, use data to mitigate the impact of wildfires. So let's start there. How can agencies use data to mitigate the impact of wildland fires?
1: I think effective mitigation activities like fuels treatments and fuels reduction are most effective when they cross multiple ownerships and jurisdictional boundaries. So sharing data helps with planning and coordinating those activities, facilitating joint implementation, and enables a common approach to measuring and reporting on the effectiveness of those activities.
0: Okay. And so just to dig a little bit deeper into this pilot that we've heard, how can agencies put their data to use to make sure that they're able to reduce the impact of wildfires? I think there's this CDO Council pilot that's... uh, been ongoing. Can you shed a little bit more details on that effort? Sure. So in June of
1: 2020, the Federal CBO Council received some funding, and so they sponsored some projects that would enable and promote the use of data and, and learning opportunities. And so we applied for some funding to look at our fuels management program and the data that we use to support that, and see if we could find some more. I guess inventive ways of being able to understand and share the data that supports those activities. 2020 was a record setting fire year in California. And so there was a lot of conversation about how to mitigate the risk of fire to communities and to the environment. And it was the year that Vicki Christensen, who was the chief of the forest service, was working with Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, to create a shared stewardship agreement and part of that agreement was this emphasis on increasing vegetation treatments to reduce the risk of wildfires. And so what we've seen is that when you work in this multi-jurisdictional environment, Each agency has their own culture, their own way of thinking about their program, about talking about it, their own terminology. Sometimes we use the same term to mean different things or we use different terms to represent the same concept. And so what we looked at doing was seeing if we could use data to help bridge some of those inconsistencies and to facilitate sharing of planned activities and how we would measure the effectiveness of those activities so we applied for this um, funding to the cdo council and i think because of the context because of all those activities around fuels and those fires it was a great use case and so we were excited to get that funding and be able to start working on something that we felt had direct implications for our folks in the field, but also contributed to the federal environment and understanding how we can promote the use of data.
0: I think one key takeaway in all of this is that there is a huge universe of agencies, both federal and state and perhaps even local, as part of all this. Can you just give me a better snapshot of who ultimately is involved in this work of mitigating wildfires?
1: Yeah, so (laughs) It it is a huge universe. So we talk about five federal wildland fire management agencies. So that's USDA Forest Service. On the Department of Interior side, we have the Bureau of Land Management, the National Park Service, Fish and Wildlife Service, and the Bureau of Indian Affairs. So those are kind of the five federal agencies that have a specific wildland fire response and management mission. But then we also work with 59 states and territories, over 3,000 local and county governmental agencies. There's 374 recognized tribal agencies, and we work with multiple other federal agencies. So the Department of Defense, U.S. Geological Survey, USGS, pretty much anybody that has any sort of land activities or resources that they would contribute or have a science base. That want to help us be able to detect fires or find more effective ways of responding to um, fires so it's it's a huge collection of entities that are involved and i think the thing that you know wildland fire doesn't it doesn't care about agency boundaries it doesn't recognize land ownership it just moves across the landscape and so We have to have a way to be able to coordinate our response activities and our planning activities for mitigation projects.
0: Yeah, really a lot of moving pieces here. And to drill down into the pilot a little bit more, I understand the root of it is using this data to reduce the fuel that makes these fires uh, more aggressive and spread and get more severe. How is that fuel reduction effort critical to reducing the severity of wildfires?
1: so when we think about fire behavior we talk about it as a triangle so there are three sides of the equation one is weather one is topography and one is fuels and so we really can't influence weather or topography so the only side of the equation that we can make have any impact on is that fuel side and so in looking at how we can reduce burnable fuels so that if a wildfire does occur it occurs at a lower intensity then we have a better opportunity to uh, manage that wildfire and reduce the impact, the negative impacts of fire.
0: It seems that managing wildfires seems to be a full-time job these days. You know, we think of a wildfire season, but it seems that that season is getting longer and longer each year. So just tell me, as you understand it, when does the wildfire season actually start these days?
1: Yeah, it starts January 1st at midnight and it ends December 31st at 11.59. You know, we really are not talking about fire seasons as much anymore as talking about fire years. And we can see, you know, we've had fires in December and January in California and Colorado. At different points in the year, there's a high likelihood that there are wildfires occurring in some region of the United States. And we tend to think because the Western United States during the summer is where we have a lot of the large fires that make the national news, there's a tendency to think that that's the fire season. But the reality is that fire is occurring throughout the United States throughout the year.
0: To turn back to this pilot, this seems to be a really interesting way of getting additional value out of the data that's already collected by these agencies. So tell me a little bit more about the data sets that have been. Collected by these agencies that we're talking about, and how does this pilot get that value added as a result of all of that? Yeah.
1: So one of the really fun things about this project is we are using a fairly new technology approach called knowledge graph. So a knowledge graph is a different way of thinking about the data. We're utilizing W three C standards, so those are international standards for data interoperability, and so we wanted to see if we could use kind of some people refer to it as a semantic approach so semantic is about meaning right how do you apply meaning so we're looking at the data and how we can better understand the data so one of the things that we were able to do with this project because the foundational aspects of the knowledge graph are all about relationships how does one thing relate to another thing so we could work with CalFire and say, okay, CAL FIRE, what does this concept mean to you? And then what does that concept mean to BLM? And we could draw the relationship between that. And the nice thing about that is that it means that we don't have to take everybody and force them into the same round hole. They can have their different sized pegs and we can just describe that and understand the relationships between them without making everybody use the same database or even put all of their data in the same location. The knowledge graph allows us to map all of those relationships and link all of that data together in a way that has meaning. We can apply business rules and descriptions to the data from the different sources so that we understand what it means from that source and how to combine that data with data from other sources. And it's that flexibility that we were really excited about because, you know, there is no single entity that can come in and direct all of these multiple agencies. You know, the federal government can't direct the states to do something specifically with their data It's more a matter of how do we coordinate and collaborate together and create understanding of our different aspects and perspectives.
0: Okay. And just to build on that, it seems like the interoperability is really the key here. And I think a challenge for a lot of agencies, making sure that those data points can speak to each other in a way that's valuable.
1: Yeah, that really is the challenge. And so we're really trying to think about more of a data-centric approach where we think about the data independent of the technology. So it's less about the software or the vendor. It's more about the data itself. How do we document and define the data so that regardless of the technology that's used to collect or store or expose it, we understand it and can use it? And that really is it's a really different approach and it requires that we think about the data first and the technology second, which is a little bit different approach. We've kind of thought about IT as solving the data problems for the business, but really we're kind of flipping that model on its head in Wild on Fire and we're really trying to emphasize business driving the requirements for data and then technology providing those solutions. So, You know, I have a data bias (laughs) as a chief data officer. It's um, really how I view the world. And I think that data kind of provides that bridge between the business and the technology so that that both are more efficient and, and the business gets what they need from it. And this knowledge graph approach that we're using has a data governance component to it. So that was part of the pilot, was looking at how we could use The knowledge graph capabilities to support data governance and part of what it does is it lets us look at a particular concept or a term and see it from the different angles and have applied processes that ensure all of our partners that are part of our programs have the ability to see themselves in the data and that their values and priorities are respected in how the data comes together at a national interagency level. So that governance aspect is pretty important as well.
0: We're speaking with Rochelle Peterson, the chief data officer for Wildland Fire. We're going to take a short break, but we'll continue our conversation when we return. I'm Jory Heckman, and you're listening to All About Data on Federal News Network. back to All About Data. We're speaking with Rochelle Peterson, the Chief Data Officer for Wildland Fire. You know, while we're talking about things that are always on the mind of a Chief Data Officer, I think data inventory, knowing what data you have in the first place before you build anything on top of it, is another element that I think holds to this pilot here. Just tell me a little bit more about how across not just any one agency, but across multiple agencies, you're able to understand what's even out there.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things that happened when we started into this is we started talking about the organizations themselves, the agencies themselves, right? And each agency that participates in wildland fire has one or more roles that they play. So they could be a land owner or have jurisdiction for a land base, or they could have a resource that they provide, whether that's a human being or a piece of equipment. And we found that we actually don't understand the organizations and the roles of those organizations as well as we thought we did. And so we started looking at that organizational data and thinking through, like, how can we better represent these organizations? And interestingly enough, we started looking across the federal government, and there's not really a place that you can go that says here are, are all the organizations within the federal government and how they relate to each other and what their hierarchies are and, and all of that kind of stuff. So we we actually had to start kind of building that for ourselves. And it seems like a pretty foundational component, but once we started honing in on that organizational data concept, we started seeing in lots of conversations how people thought they were talking about the same thing, but really not and so it's as simple as you know or this organizational data is really just an example of what we found right so if you can't understand the organizations that are involved and the roles that they're playing consistently across all of the partnerships then everything else gets a little more muddled and so whether we're talking about terms or concepts that are specific to our fuels and fire programs the same principles apply it's finding where there are commonalities finding where there are differences being able to document that in meaningful ways and then make that documentation available so that anybody can go in and see oh this is what you know colorado's definition is and this is what fish and wildlife services is and this is how they work together and that's I think that's really the challenge that we have is we're doing a lot of mapping of all of our partners' understandings and data so that when we aggregate it at that national interagency level, we can be confident that we actually are comparing apples to apples. (laughs) And we have a common approach to assessing what that data means and how well it represents what's happening on the ground.
0: Okay, and I think in any agency type use case, there's always an enterprise data council who helps kind of fill in some of that work for the inventory. Part and parcel to that are the data stewards who are frontline users. They use it day to day. They know where it lives. They know what it looks like. I imagine that is a bit more of a challenge when you scale up to multiple agencies. How do you convene those data stewards? How do you convene those users of the data when so many, again, moving pieces going on here?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. I I would say that we're fortunate in Wildland Fire, though, we have an organization the National Wildfire Coordinating Group that has been in place since the 70s. And so NWCG was stood up to address things like hose coupling, right? So two engines would show up on an incident and did they have the right equipment to be able to take the hose from one engine and connect it to another engine, right? They originated with this very operational bent. And so they are recognized as a standards body There are, I think, 11 partner agencies in NWCG, and they have about 164 committees that represent all aspects of wildland fire business. And so these are interagency committees, so they have representation from all these partner agencies, and a lot of times we'll have liaisons that come in from organizations that aren't necessarily formal partners, but they have a role to play. And so these groups are the ones that we have designated as our data stewards. So we work with them to identify, you know, if there's a data standard or a glossary term that we need to have defined, then those NWCG committees are the ones that take that on and they coordinate that within their committees. And then we have a review process where we put these out for review publicly And so anybody can provide comment or questions on them. At a minimum, they're out for 30 days review. Sometimes we put them out for longer if they're more complicated or potentially controversial topics, but then we collect all of that feedback and we use that to inform what the final approved uh, data standard or glossary term is. And I think that's a really important part of this process is that we make that as open as possible so that all stakeholders have an opportunity to provide feedback and that's really been the most effective way for us to coordinate that because it is it is a big topic and there's so many players and so many people that are impacted by it. It's it's difficult to get all of that feedback if we don't have a good sustainable process. And I think NWCG provides that for us.
0: To tie it all back to you individually, you know, I think it's fascinating that your role is one foot in the Forest Service and one foot in interior. Help me better understand how functionally that works on a day-to-day basis. Are you reporting to <laughs> the Forest Service one day and then interior the next? Give me a better sense of how that looks.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of how it looks. This is a the advantage and the challenge of working in the wildland fire arena because we have these two departments that really are cornerstones, and so we have the advantage of being able to utilize. You know, one may have better contracting at one point in time, and one may have more funding, or you know, we can we can play between the two of them, and so for me personally, it's just a matter of coordinating with those different bodies i work with the chief data officer for the department of interior the chief data officer for the forest service and the chief data officer for the department of agriculture we talk on a regular basis and then with our different governing bodies i participate on those and uh, just try and keep it all kind of sewed together because there are a lot of moving parts and the departments understand the value of uh the interagency work but they also have their own specific missions and priorities that they have to meet and so within wildland fire we kind of stand in the middle and try and keep our eyes on both sides of the house as we're working and with all of our non-federal partners as well so it's It is tough. It's a lot of coordination, a lot of conference calls, and a lot of conversations.
0: A lot of payoff too, it seems. I think this was a use case that was called out in the federal data strategy, and you and your colleagues have risen to the challenge here. In terms of that federal data strategy, tell me a little bit more of how that has been a useful document for your work as a CDO.
1: I was really excited about the federal data strategy because it really emphasizes this concept of open data and data interoperability and transparency. And those are things that in our interagency environment are really critical. And so to have the federal data strategy to be able to point to and kind of help with our own cultural shift of prioritizing data to say this is where the federal government is going and this is how we can contribute to that. So, you know, there are about 40 principles outlined in the federal data strategy and I would say this pilot probably hit on 30 of them. We really were mindful of the components of the federal data strategy and designed this pilot to support that approach and to be able to address those specific components.
0: This has been a really exciting pilot, a really cool use case. Obviously, the next question is going to be, you know, what's next under this pilot? What are the next steps that we should look forward to?
1: Yeah, so actually, I, this is one of the things I really like about this pilot is that it isn't just something that we did and created a report to put on the shelf. This is this really has become kind of a foundation for some of the work that we're doing. So on the Department of Interior side, um, there are... Updating a database that we've used for years to collect our fuels treatment data, the National Fire um, Reportings and Operations System, NIFCORS, we're developing a new system to manage that reporting on the, the DOI side and we're utilizing some of the work that we did in this Knowledge Graph project. And then the National Association of State Foresters is also working on a couple of projects. One is being able to visualize planned treatments and share information about planned treatments. And the other is to collect information on our community welfare protection plans and develop a national database for that information. And so we're working with the National Association of State Foresters to make re- the reference data and the controlled vocabularies that we started in this pilot available to them and then so they're able to help identify reference data sets that we may not have cataloged yet so that we can continue to build out our catalog and identify data that we might need to go find and create so that it's available for those efforts so those are three new applications that are being developed that are utilizing lessons that we learned in this pilot project. And I think that's really phenomenal.
0: That was Rochelle Peterson, the Chief Data Officer for Wildland Fire. You can find the full interview and transcript on federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Jory Heckman, and thanks for listening to this episode of All About Data. Thanks for listening to All About Data on Federal News Radio part of federal news network you can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your favorite podcast app search for all about data on podcast one apple podcasts or wherever you get your shows